Welcome to Eva, the Relationship Maker podcast, where we talk about difficulties, triumphs, talk about mistakes, successes, experiences, and yes, relationships. We need relationships in order to succeed. Nobody can do it on their own. I'm so happy to have my uh, next guest, uh, Susan Semeniv. She is the owner uh, and the founder of Divine Intervention Matchmaking. Uh, she's in uh, quite a few uh, places. She has her main office in Vancouver, but she also is in Calgary, in uh, Toronto, and uh, what Edmonton. is Edmonton? Edmonton, yeah, to Alberta, yeah, to Alberta, and also in BC, not just Vancouver, but uh, mm. uh, Central BC, so all over BC. Also, you deal with the states and Europe and different places where uh, whoever contacts you. It's more than 15 years that you have this business. And what I like about you, about how you approach this business, it's not one size fits all, but you take each individual and you are um, playing um, on their strengths and you are helping them to show those strengths when they're going to meet that special person. Also, you're taking out the stress, uh, looking on, uh, on um, dating apps, so you get rid of all the trolls. And yeah, your success is amazing. And I, I have been uh, talking to some of your clients and they are so, so pleased and they are very happy with you. So welcome. And we were talking about that we're going to bring up how dating changed after uh, the pandemic. And we're going to talk about the most stressful day of the year, it's uh, Valentine's Day. So hi. Hi, Susan. Thanks, Eva. You always make me laugh. Um, and you know, I love working and collaborating with you. I just think you're so fantastic. And you have amazing insights into the humans as well. So that's great. Thank you. And we're both very collaborative, which and that's our business too. So I collaborate with a lot of experts. And uh, it takes a village <laughs> sort of like to raise a family. And it takes a village of experts sometimes to help people. So we customize, yes. So you wanted to start off about some of the trends uh, during COVID that emerged for dating. Is that good for you? Yeah, the, absolutely. It's like I, the one thing that I want to talk about, it's like how, how interesting and how people found a way to walk around the pandemic and how uh, they become very, um, how you call it, uh, they had all these ideas, having uh, lunch or, or with the neighbor, just looking across the window and all kinds of crazy things. And I think it's exceptional that people can always find the strength to uh, be the best. So can you tell me how it changed? Because you are really dealing with the people and you were dealing with people during the pandemic. One of the biggest things about COVID is it exposed our closest relationships. So it shone a spotlight on them. So because there was no other distractions and it went through, you know, ebbs and flows, sometimes you couldn't see anyone. So if you were alone, you know, people felt quite alone and realized that they wanted to be with someone in their life. And quite frankly, any interaction was really valued. So even a pet was like such a big thing or your friendship circle you know, became really strong. So if you had a good relationship with people during COVID and you still got to see them, that became much stronger. And if 
your relationship wasn't good because we didn't have distractions out of the house, it exposed a lot of cracks in the relationship. So one of the key things that happened is a lot of people ended up going back to an ex. So better the devil you know than better the devil that you don't know. So you can coexist during that time. And then it might have the relationship after blew up. It was sort of like a relationship of convenience at that time to be together with someone. And post-COVID, uh, I have a divorce lawyer, family lawyer in my group, and it's universal that the divorce rate did spike. And it was often initiated more by women. So a lot of men were back in the house and they weren't so happy with what maybe was going on in terms of the contribution or not. So that was one thing. But the people that managed to connect during COVID and that got along well, uh, they maintained and solidified that union. So there's like two extremes in a sense. So whatever worked, worked really, really well. And people were really thankful. And whatever had potential cracks that weren't being dealt with before became like wider chasm. Yes. And then people really looked faster to try to connect with someone, not in terms of hooking up, but trying to get momentum going. So that was like a key thing. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I heard that that many couples, they just quit mm-hmm. because uh, they realized, like somebody said, like, it's okay. Even the pets were saying, it's okay, you are home, but now it's time to go to give yeah. some peace. So. Yeah, no, exactly, for sure. And then another thing too that happened is casual sex was down. So, you know, you're talking about the dating apps, like you couldn't just go randomly and start hooking up with someone because you didn't know what was going to happen. So there was a cautionary vibe and people took longer to get to know someone use of connection and intimacy, and that life is better when you share it with someone. And one thing about an unhealthy relationship, it's great to do the ditch, because it's better to be alone than with someone that just zaps your energy that doesn't work for you as a complimentary partner. And then there's this whole rise of intentional dating, like you're dating with purpose. And a lot of attributes that someone looked for in a partner changed too. They wanted something that was going to be longer term, that was significant, you know, looking at more kind of intrinsic qualities than just a lot of, let's say, superficial things. Like in terms of a large survey, Match is like the largest company, they do an annual survey. And physical appearance went from like 90%, you know, most important down to like 79. And it was things about how someone makes me feel, you know, do I feel valued? Are we on the same page with a lot of things like that too? So it's looking about a solid foundation for moving forward. You know what I like that before the pandemic, people were going out and mm-hmm. they were like, really, like you said, they were looking for the physical and it, it's there an attraction. But this time they had to rely on the phone. They had to rely on talking, on expressing and basically they found the foundation and values to see the values are the same because when you're just looking at the physical you are just okay let's go to bed let's have fun but when the honeymoon is over what are you going to talk Mm -hmm. about and i think this was in a way a good thing that happened don't you agree no i do and so we did a lot of you and i even i think talked about this how to give good phone and how to give good zoom so not always texting and a new trend that's emerged it's totally normal now 
to have a Zoom date first to check someone out and see if you want to know more. And it's actually an inexpensive way to see if there's a potential for a connection in chemistry and you get the nerves out of the way. And I'm always for move off of online and try to move from texting to at least picking up the phone or a Zoom before you go to real life. So it was a way to, as you said, have that slow getting to know someone interaction that was more deep and thoughtful. And I think that's still here to stay in terms of a lot of people too, because everyone's worried about finances as well in terms of what's going on with the world. It's a very economical way to kind of do a preliminary check of someone that's not going anywhere. It's great because if you go out with someone and you're going for a supper, you cannot just get up and leave. But if you are on Zoom, you can say all oh, technical difficulties and you just <laughs> and that's it. And you say, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't work. So yeah. yeah. And I also think Zoom is probably better than FaceTime. I find a lot of people when you're older or more mature don't look as great on FaceTime because things fall down. So Zoom, you know, is good to look in the computer like face to face and you can really look at your backdrop and how you present. You look always amazing on Zoom, by the way. So yeah. Well, thank you. It's it's important. I mean, if we are going to talk about something relevant about people, about how to present themselves, how to go to a, a, to a, a date, it's important that they they have an idea how to prepare and how to look and how to speak. So I think those are very uh, those are the base, the communication and how you present yourself because we women we pay attention to details and yeah. if the details are like the shoes are not clean or the nails are are dirty or or somebody shows up in one of those stains t-shirts you you thinking okay how that is going to work out in the long run is okay that the women are the ones that they're going to tell the guy okay um how to dress and i'm not saying and we were talking about this to, to just eliminate a person because maybe it's not the way dressed that you would like them to be dressed. You always have a choice in that, but the personality that's there. Yes, and that's when we call 911, someone like you. <laughs> someone who knows what they're doing like you to say, here's the potential. The great news is, you know, someone has to be receptive to change and you can always inherently change that. So don't dismiss someone totally if there's potential and there's a kind heart. And I say women really often do make men better, you know, when they all might need a little bit of sprinkling of fairy dust too. So, and then, yeah, sorry. And you know, you know that, right? Presentation is everything. I mean, we are so visual and quick to dismiss. So you have someone that may not know exactly what they're doing. And there's so many different too. That was a key thing. And you and I would talk about this, you know, the vaccine status became a, a key thing for dating too, like in terms of the passport and the restrictions and people that wanted to mix with an anti-vaxxer or not. So that was a whole other conversation. And I know everyone from every walk of life, but it became an issue sometimes for people in terms of pairing up together. It's interesting. And I always say, you know, you have to remain open-minded, but it was another thing that kind of came out of that. And yes, we're technically out of the pandemic, but a lot of the residual after effects are still here for a long time to come. So it depends on what city you live in, in terms of, you know, what's available in terms of restrictions. 
I don't know. I heard something that somebody came up with a dating app that only for non-vaccinated. <laughs> so mm-hmm. people, they know, uh, you know, who, who they want yeah. to have because they have the same mindset. And that was important for them. Yeah, we set up a great couple. Uh, one was vaccinated, one wasn't. And the woman was the one who wasn't vaccinated. And she goes, I can't, you know, and even though they got along great, after several months, it didn't work out, which was unfortunate. But yes, you know, that can be a thing. So there's an app or there's a niche for everything out there, right? And I think anything proactive is really positive. And just about to talking about the apps and the trolls and stuff like that, we do have people who are online specialists. If someone hasn't done online dating, it can be a lot of work. They know how to go in there and manage someone's profile and weed out, you know, the trolls or whatever. They have a good eye for what's possible because it does take a lot of work. And then just back to the people in general for dating, people either became pickier or they became more open-minded. Like everything, it was kind of like two ends of the spectrum and not always something in the middle. So, you know, technically open-minded on a lot of qualities, but some people still became, you know, restricted more. So it'd be great, the more open-minded and expansive someone else, I always say the better the chance of success. And I know you think about that all the time too. Yeah, so I don't know if you observed that women who were very picky sometimes and women are more picky than men Mm -hmm. let's face it they have to know that what is important for them and if you they don't sit down and do their their diligence to find out who they are and what are their values they just go out on a date they're just wasting their time you remember i talked about that lady who had in one year 200 something first date (laughs) yeah which is crazy Yeah, actually, now she's with someone and she's very happy. That's excellent. But she took a break. She took a break and she she worked on herself. She found out what she really wants. And she approached in a very different way. But you have to be open and uh, to see what what you like, what you don't like, what the other person likes. And you don't have to be on the same page with everything. Mm -hmm. But if you have to know, like... You know, sometimes when you don't like a person anymore, even if they cough, it irritates you. Mm-hmm. So you have to know or, you know, blow their nose. And it's like, what the hell? You know, like, I just don't want him around or her around. So basically getting to the point that you know what you can put up with. That's called the ick factor. So when someone irritates you, they irritate you more for sure. And but you can always try to work and resolve things through communication and confrontation and conflict resolution in a nice way. Um, But I love that that woman, you know, after all of those dates came to the realization of, you know, working on herself and what was good for her. And at the end of the day, it's how someone really makes you feel when you're with them. Like a lot of people think, oh, my God, I need to have this, you know, knock your socks off sexual chemistry. But it's How does that person make me feel when I'm with them? Do I want to learn more about them? Am I curious? And I think one of the most important things is to give someone a second or third chance as a given. Unless the first date is a total disaster, like let them reveal themselves who they are because people, you know, develop differently and they show themselves well. So you, you want, or differently, sorry. And you want to have like that slow kind of build up and chemistry. 
So as long as someone makes you feel good when you're with them and you're intrigued and you want to know more, that sexual chemistry can definitely build for sure. And I'm all for if you're not sure about someone after a few interactions, go in for the kiss and see if there's something there. Yeah, definitely. I remember she said that she kissed uh, one of the guys who was uh, following uh, the Sasquatch. And I said, how was the kiss? And she said, it's like uh, kissing a St. Bernard. <laughs> so, <I don't> nice. <laughs> yeah, double thumbs down on that one. That's not good at all. <laughs> That's not something that you want. So many people, they had already marriages and they they go into the second, the third one. Actually, I was laughing because I looked into a little bit about uh, the the Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And you know who was the first king who introduced Valentine's as a holiday? It was Henry VIII. You're kidding. Yeah. And he had six wives. Yeah. I found it funny. I, I I was laughing here and I said, I can't believe a guy who had been married six times, he still believed in uh, in love. Yeah, and decapitates the ones that he was loving until he didn't <laughs> want them anymore. So that's the kind of love I don't want. But no, it's it's fascinating, the history for sure. Yeah. So what, where do you think that uh, this dating is going? I know it's a lot of social media and everybody wants to look, they are the best. Uh, everybody wants to pretend to put their best foot forward. Mm -hmm. But many times when you go on a date, it's a pretension. It's not the real you. And if you show the real you, it might be even greater than the pretense you. Don't you agree? Well, I think you have to be careful of how much you reveal to yourself. So dating is a game and you have to know how to play it properly. I always said, you know, you can't handle the truth. And so women are often fault finders looking for reasons to dismiss people. So Mm -hmm. you always want to present your best foot forward and you do want to hold some mystery and you definitely have to be yourself, but you have to be slow to reveal certain things about you and you want to reveal the positive. So in terms of what you want to reveal, people want an intimate connection so fast And they just spew too much. And so one of the things I always say is you never go on talking on a first, second, third date in the beginning about your exes. Don't talk about dating. (laughs) Don't talk about your past. Like you want to focus on the other person and establish common ground. And I think you want to continuously see how you connect. And you want to have fun in the beginning too. You want to do an activity that maybe bonds with you. You want to have great conversation, but you really want to focus on the other person and reveal really good things. You can talk about your family as long as they're not crazy, like present the positive stuff, (laughs) you know, talk about some of your dreams and your careers. It's all about presentation. And in the beginning, you do want to be positive in your presentation because people want have to wait. We all have stuff. We all have issues, but it takes a while for the other person to understand and get that. So when you're dating in the beginning, the person in front of you is not your best friend yet. So just be mindful of that and how much you reveal and trust and a connection takes some time to build. So try different activities and conversations to build up that momentum. When you are on on the date, listen more. Don't always talk about yourself, but listen, listen to the other person, ask questions, because that's the only way you're going to find out if that uh, that woman or man, it's somebody you would like to be 
you know, in relationship with. Yeah. And I can't underestimate enough about how someone makes you feel and just you want to be in their presence and there's a lightness and they're fun. Like no one wants to be with someone who's depressed. So if you had a bad day at work, you've got to transition from work to, you know, your dating game. And there's nothing wrong with keeping short dates together too, but put some thought and effort into it too. So I agree with everything you always say, Eva. I, uh, <laughs> thank you. I, uh, I was just uh, doing another podcast and I was, I brought up my Angelo she was saying that people are not going to remember what you said, but they're always going to remember how you made them feel. Yeah. I think that's that's a very important part of, of how you're going to be with uh, with a person. It, it, if they see the little light in your eyes, just, just pay attention to the body language. If they're going to lean into you, if they're going to, you know, do a little gestures. And if you go out, see how they uh, deal with mistakes. Like if say you got the wrong salad, are you are they going to scream at the at the waiter or not? Then you're going to have a very good idea who is that person. Oh no, for sure. Absolutely. And I always think too, to your point about questions, you know, a lot of people, maybe not even on a date, just in all of the interactions. Hi, how are you? Always take it further. Like ask open-ended questions. And listening is so important. But there has to be a ping pong because people get into trouble if it's just one person talking all the time and you don't want to interrogate like you're in a job interview, (laughs) right? So there is a balance too. You want to have the yin and the yang and the nice flow of the conversation. Yeah, but if if you're asking a question and they're answering certain things and you pick up something you like, you can talk about that. Like, let's say somebody mm-hmm. says that, oh, I traveled here and this is what I liked. And you can be curious and you say, okay, I would like to. And you can bring in what you liked, where you traveled. So it has to be a flow, really. Um, and it's a lot of anxiety for most of the people when they go to the first date. Just let it flow. It, it life is it's too short and and too we taking it too seriously. Just have some fun with it. Well said. It's <laughs> seriously. Like, yeah, and travel is a great thing to talk about too, or even aspirational travel. So not everyone has the means to travel, or depending on how old they are. But if someone, let's say, comes from a wealthy family and they've been exposed to a lot of stuff, and someone else has an adventurous spirit and you know would love to go those places in the future that's another thing you want to see are there is there a willingness to do that kind of stuff even if they like to hike or they like long walks or they like sports Mm -hmm. those are things that you can do in common but not everything has to be the same things that you like so one thing that i found that it was very important through my life that uh, when you meet a person uh, make sure that they have friends, because if you if you have a circle of friends and that one person the, that person doesn't have a friend, they're always going to be relying on you. So you would be you would feel suffocated. So having friendships are very important from both sides, and the men can go away with their friends, the women can go away with their friends, and when they got get together, they have something to talk about. Yeah, it's too much pressure for one person to be everything. And that's why you have to bring two 
complete people together with different distractions. And that's why we talked about some of the relationships, you know, sort of blew up during COVID because those normal distractions that people had day-to-day life didn't have them during that time. So it became a lot for someone. You always have to maintain your own interests and there's some common overlap. And it's also about respect. Independence is a great thing. And together as a couple, you're complementary, and it's a partnership. Absolutely. And don't expect the other person to make you happy. It's not going to happen. It's too much it's too much weight on the other person. You have to find out what makes you happy. And when you are happy, the other people are going to come around you and they're going to be happy because they're going to feel your energy. I was gonna, Eva, you just read my mind. We're about what Lizzo said. We're about big energy. That's what I always say about people. All of the photos and all of those superficial qualities when you meet someone in person it's about the energy that Mm -hmm. they project and that's that feeling that you want to be around them and that positivity very very well said and that's why I'm saying move from online you know to real life now or at least get on the phone or the zoom and then meet in real life because that energy is what people connect to and that's you know the chemistry when you meet in person and if you don't want to go with uh, with a dating agency, uh, just think about your pictures that you put out. Let's face it, that like the guy with the fishing rod and the fish. It's like, you know, it, I don't know. It, it's not attractive. Men love their fish. You know, this came up in a conversation in my presentation on Wednesday. The women are like, what's with the fish? Especially in BC with all the water or the water places, yeah. right? Photos are important. Bathroom selfies are like a no-go. Like really think, don't chop yourself off at the head. Like put some effort into stuff because we are visual. But, you know, we're more than just that. You have to bring that to life. It's a very loose barometer. And some people are really photogenic and some people, well, they just have no clue. So that's where other components come into place. They need some help. But let's see how we can help people who want to do an exemplary Valentine's Day. Okay. Well, there's, there's two things. So I think you and I have talked about this before too. People put so much pressure on Valentine's Day. It's one day of the year. So a relationship should be every day of the year, but yes, it's a holiday and it's about romance. My personal philosophy is Valentine's Day should be about love, period. So there's two distinct groups. There's people who are single, who sometimes feel really sad on Valentine's Day. So we can talk about how to make that day better for those people who feel not so great. And not everyone does, but how do you make that day better? And then the people that are in couples, it could be longstanding or new couples. New couples, the guy has more pressure if it's a a heterosexual uh, relationship. Because again, the women often have a lot of demands and expect certain things versus longstanding, but there's different ways to navigate everything. What I always say is, if you're single, acknowledge and show love to the people that you do have in your life. It could be your family members, your friends, a neighbor, a pet. Well, there was something great that um, someone we knew, who bought 12 roses, and he would give them to the women that made his life special. Uh, just a single rose with a nose, uh, with a note, not a nose. <laughs> so, I mean, just when someone does that, that makes you feel so nice. Like 
just acknowledge the people who just make your day somewhat brighter because it's a fact when you do something nice for someone else, it just makes you feel better. So take the pressure off of yourself and see what you can do for someone else. And you can get together with a group of friends um, at your place. And even if you just want to chill, I always say too, just do something to indulge yourself. You know, get, get a special meal, go to the spa, buy something extra special for yourself once you've acknowledged someone else that makes you feel fantastic. And it could just be as simple as a call or a text. I like to acknowledge my girlfriends on Valentine's Day with flowers or cards or chocolates or whatever. Just that universally will make you feel better. You can even go to the hospital and drop something off for someone or a senior's home, just someone that just needs a little bit more brightness in their life. And at the same time, you can still reward yourself. Go to the single. I'm going to tell you what I did. Um, in 2018, I uh, I separated from my um, my ex now. And on 2019, I said, what I'm going to do for Valentine's Day. And what I did, I figured out a day to take care of me because we are women, we are the last to think about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I, it's still on, on the Instagram, all the pictures and the little videos. So what I did, I woke up in the morning, I put up, uh, I, I dressed up, I put up my makeup and I went, I live outside of Vancouver, but I went to Vancouver. So I went to a sex shop because they have amazing lingerie and they have games. Then I went uh, to a chocolate uh, place. So I, I tasted some chocolates. Then I went to um, to an uh, to a wine store. It's in Yaletown, and I I was looking how they set up the tables, and I was asking people buy the most for Valentine's Day. I asked for the red and for the white. After I went to Lush because they have those uh, amazing bath bombs, bombs, and they have the uh, the massage uh, creams, mm -hmm. and. Um, I I uh, went to have lunch on my own and I had and I came home. I did a little video. I had the most fun I ever had for Valentine's Day. And first time I I the expectations are so high, but I did not have any expectations. I enjoyed my day and what people say self-love for me it's basically uh, respect, self-respect and Anybody can do that, but you can go out with your girlfriends and you never know, maybe the guys are there with their uh, their friends and you never know, you might meet someone that day. So I love that story. And something makes me think that you always wear your makeup every single day, but I love that you went in and indulged yourself. That's just so well said. And that's the two, that's the two-parter, you know, you indulge yourself and, you know, acknowledge other people and you had an amazing day. And I forgot something. They don't have it anymore. But certain place, they had the chocolate room. For oh, Valentine's wow. Day, they don't have it anymore, unfortunately. The table, the chair, everything was, it was with, uh, made of chocolate or they were covered wow. with chocolate. The temperature was kind of cold. But it was like one of those places you don't want to leave because it was so nice. And it's just little things. Like that. No, I ever that's, exactly what people should do for sure and then we could talk about couples 
I think some people don't have expectations. Some people do have expectations. So I think you need to understand what your partner is anticipating. And if they do attribute a lot of value to that day. And again, to me, you know, it's like the wedding versus the marriage. It's one day, but a basic, and there's two things that you can do that they show that helps with couples and relationships. So newness, I love when you said you went to a sex shop, that's like so great. So you can go to a sex shop and get something, you know, for your partner to do that night after you have a nice dinner, but new things actually are sort of a reenactment of when you first met, like all the newness and the chemicals and the dopamine. So all of those new experiences are something that couples value. And at the same time, another thing you can do too is the opposite. Go down memory lane, recreate a meal from your favorite holiday. If you can, I'm all, I like simple things. So I'm all for cards. So I love it when I get a card about 10 great reasons why I think you're amazing. So just something like that is just really, really thoughtful. And you just can decide a budget. It's actually interesting because in Canada, people in BC are planning to have the highest spend out of any of the provinces in Canada. So the average is like 130. Yes. But you know, a lot of the places jack the prices on the meal. So figure out, you know, if you want a great bottle of wine, you know, bring it home, you can do takeout. And I think it's really important with the love languages that you understand what it is that your partner may like. Some people value gifts. Some people value quality time. Some like the words of affirmation. So just ask your partner what it is that they would like to have happen. And you can even do that quiz online in five minutes. It's five and then lovelanguages.com. And if the guy's clueless, Valentine's Day is coming every year. Don't wait till February 14th. Oh, there was a financial planner on TV. He was really funny. And he was saying, you know, buy your roses before on the 14th because they'll have a different price point. You know, you can lead up to Valentine's Day. You can write little notes. I mean, it, it doesn't cost a lot of money to acknowledge someone fabulous in your life. There's so many different things that you can do. If and within have, a budget. And if you have kids and you want to have one of those special nights at home, and you have some parents, then ship it off to your parents and have a quiet night with a bottle of wine, with some chocolate, with whatever, candle, candles, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, I personally like having family dinners. I'd have my single girlfriends over all together. You can do stuff afterwards, like exactly whatever makes you happy. But I think it also depends on the stage in your relationship. So mm -hmm. there have been studies that show if in a new relationship and one of the partners, like if the man might not acknowledge something with a woman, because that could be like a clue, does he really like me or something? But the potential is there to create some angst. So just make sure that you have an understanding ahead of time and just really communicate with your partner. And you can just say, what would you like to do to celebrate Valentine's Day? You know, mm -hmm. how important is it to you? It's a weeknight too. So, you know, what's easy and existing within work? But ask the question, like sometimes women test their partners thinking they're psychic and they're going to know the answers to stuff. Just tell someone what you would like to do, like show them the way, show them direction. And I just think people should not wait to the last minute to plan because sometimes you pay a premium for that too. But a card 
And actually putting thought into the card is something that will go a long way. And I think too, even just framing a photo of yourself that uh, with your partner or someone that you love is a nice way to commemorate Valentine's Day. And that shows effort. It's funny that some of the things I have on my table, it's like my sister, she wrote me a card for Christmas and mm -hmm. it's incredible. And my uh, I got for my birthday some cards and it's what it means, what is inside that is important. And, you know, the people, they think of you and they appreciate you. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Yeah, exactly. And you and I are probably very similar. Like we like words of affirmation are nice, or I like acts of service. Another thing too, if you're a new mom and you're really tired or exhausted, you can also do uh, something to give your wife a break. You know, she might want a nap. So that's like an IOU in the future. You have, you know, a few hours off, you can go to the spa at a later date or go for a massage, or you can do little notes on how I'm going to make it up to you later. Because sometimes people just want time and a break. It all depends on where you're at with your life stage. Having this set time, it doesn't have to be a set time because really love, like we were talking, it's every day. So uh, we can do it any time of the, we can, we can create something special anytime we feel like we want to. St. Valentine's is the holiday. So what can you do? It's an expectation. It, everybody's expecting. Everybody wants to have that big, big thing doesn't work out always like we want to. And that's why you have to manage expectation. So have the conversation this weekend. What would you like to do for Valentine's Day? Take the stress off. Stress happens when it's last minute often, when it's not planned, when you're scrambling. Make sure you're on the same page. Not everything has to be a surprise. And I just think a card is like the words of appreciation, as you said, is just like the most basic things. Those are the things that I keep going forward. I still have a card from, you know, 25 reasons why I love you from lots of years ago too. And I like looking at that. And give a hug. The hug, it speaks volumes if it's genuine. And it's so important. People, they are so always so busy and they're running out and they're coming home and the kids, everything. But you have to stop and breathe and give a hug to the other person, appreciate what they do for you. And uh, they have to appreciate what you do for them. So I think um, in, a, in a nutshell, the relationship things, but also uh, one of the things I'm always bringing up, it's important how people fight. Because yes. if they are not like a special um, during Valentine's Day, it's a lot of pressure. They are, they are anxious. And uh, if if you start fighting and uh, you you talking in a very disrespectful way, don't expect that the Valentine Day is going to work out the way you want it. Absolutely, and that's you know conflict resolution is such a key thing, and people can't be afraid of confrontation and having a conflict because you're going to have ups and downs through life. So you have to learn how to navigate that and not be afraid to bring up issues and do it in a nice way where you don't hit below the belt, hopefully. Yeah. So you don't ever want to diminish someone. Right. And often sometimes two people repress things and then they blow up because everything's been mm -hmm. in there. So yeah. yes, absolutely. And don't fight over Valentine's day. That's why you should have a conversation maybe <laughs> before yeah. about what you should do and just, you know, manage it that way. 
Yeah. So I think kind of we covered most of the things. Yeah. Would you like to uh, let the audience know how they can reach you? I'm going to um, I'm going to put it below all the information. But if you would like to tell them how to reach you, the best way is through our website, uh, which is divine d i v i n e matchmaking dot com. And there's a big red button. Oh yeah, red is a beautiful color. Always implies like power and sexuality. That looks great in photos. Looks great on Valentine's Day if you want to dress up and wear something terrific. If you go out for dinner or even dress up at home, do something extra. Just hit start now and you can just contact us that way. And we also have phone numbers on our website. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way. And there's Instagram too, which we're, we have a new account at Divine Intervention Matchmaking. Good. Thank you so much. I had so much fun and I hope um, it helped the people who are going out for Valentine's and also people who just want to go on a date and they thinking about uh, having a serious relationship. Thank you, Eva. You're always so much fun. I always enjoy spending time with you. So thank you. It goes both ways. I love you too. Bye. Thank you, Eva. Thank you for listening. And until next time, goodbye. And have a happy Valentine's. Yeah.